Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abbafe, alongside Mike Pritchard, our VSEN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons, and also a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes back in the early 90s. Pritch, kind enough to be hanging out with us here on this Friday morning. Coming up in 15 minutes, our buddy Adam Burke, VEASAN's managing editor, also contributed heavily to our VEASAN college football betting podcast. Make sure you check that out uh, over – sorry, not the college football – he does the college football podcast, but also the college football betting guide, I should say. You can get that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Adam will be joining us in 15 minutes to break down week zero, 24 hours away from the college football season getting underway. Cannot wait for it. But, Pritch, let's break down some of the NFL news and notes from around the league and some headlines that we want to ask you in a game that we like to call here, and this is critically acclaimed, by the way, (laughs) a game called Oh Hell Yeah, Oh Hell Nah here (laughs) on a Friday morning in downtown Las Vegas. So the first one, Pritch, I don't know if you noticed yesterday, Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of wheeling and dealing in the desert, not here in Las Vegas, but in the Valley of the Sun Mm. in Arizona, where the Arizona Cardinals yesterday made three trades, two of which were former first round picks, one of them being Josh Jones, the other one being Isaiah Simmons. They traded them for seventh rounders. They also traded for quarterback Josh Dobbs. So the Cardinals made a flurry of trades, which leads me to ask you and say this statement that Kyler Murray, their quarterback, (laughs) could be next in the Cardinals' flurry of trades with the new head coach and the new general manager. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Or hell to the no. <laughs> I mean, That's a new one. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've heard this, and I, I've seen people speculate, okay, Kyler Murray, he's next to get trade. I'm like, who's going to trade for that contract one? It's a big one. Um, and then who's going to trade for that player? Um, Kyler Murray is soft. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is not a leader. Kyler Murray is barely a quarterback right now. Um, and I get it. The intrigue about Kyler Murray when he came out and he, okay, he was the number one overall pick, that was a catered situation. Think about it. The GM who knew the coach, you know, you, you get rid of Wilkes, you get rid of other coaches, and, okay, you got Kingsbury that comes in who, who's never been a head coach before, 
fairly an offensive coordinator, but he knows what Kyler Murray does offensively with his skill set. Would you rather have Lincoln Riley? Yeah. But Lincoln Riley wasn't going there. Hmm. So you go out and get somebody he hired as an offensive coordinator, somebody who knows Kyler Murray. I mean, Lincoln Riley, look at the quarterbacks and the Heisman Trophy he's produced with that offense, right? A lot of them. So to think that that's going to work in the National Football League, you need Lincoln Riley. <laughs> uh, not Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, and so where is Kyler going to go that people understand Kyler and the fact that since high school, he's been in the same offense. He has not been in any other offense. What do you do with that? And, and then who do you find to want to work with that and that attitude and that salary? <laughs> I mean, good luck trying to trade this guy because who's going to want that salary and who's going to want to trade for him? So I, I hear it. Yeah. Go ahead and tank for Caleb Williams. Is it because the Cardinals did that before? They had Josh Rosen. Oh, get rid of him. Let's get Kyler Murray. Is that mm -hmm. why people think they're going to tank for Caleb Williams? I don't know. But I, I don't know what they do with this guy. Um, I guess you could tank it and then move on. But then what are you going to do with your salary cap? Right? Yeah. If Pay you a lot of money. A, yeah, if you draft a, a, a quarterback again, like you did with Josh Rosen and then Kyler Murray. Now, the difference in this situation, though, is that Monty Austin Ford, the general manager, and Jonathan Gannon, the head coach, did not select Kyler Murray. Right. It was the same regime. At least Steve Keim was the same mm -hmm. general manager who took Josh Rose and then a year later took Kyler Murray. So I guess he was like, all right, let me just kind of right my wrong or wash my hands with this Josh Rosen thing. There's no sweat equity from Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon. Like those guys are just evaluating everything. And maybe when they evaluate the situation, they think, we like this Caleb Williams guy better. And let's go this route and maybe let's try to sniff around and see if we can find a trade partner. Like the Minnesota Vikings right now, their quarterback doesn't have a contract or a year left in his contract yeah. after the season. What if they sniffed around and said, well, maybe we don't be, we don't lose enough games to get the top pick to where you go ahead and trade for Murray and you take on that contract. But I mean, I guess they did figure out their salary cap this year. So that'd be taking on a big contract after fixing your salary cap woes. But I'm just kicking teams around here. Like maybe there's a team that's out there that's willing to take on the contract that doesn't have an avenue to get one of these young quarterbacks that's coming up in the draft. So kyle has been groomed in the McVay system. Uh, it led to an incredible start for him up there in Minnesota using the McVay system. Uh, Zach Taylor's using it. Uh, certainly Joe Burrow. A lot of teams are using the McVay, Kyle Shanahan, whatever, whatever you want to use from a tree standpoint, how, how does Kyler fit in that? He's never played in that. And, and it's like, do you take a chance with that, especially when you have Justin Jefferson <clears throat> that you're about to give a monster contract to? Uh, I, I, fit is so valuable in the National Football League mm. uh, because if you don't have fit as a coach, you're fired. <laughs> Period. Fit or fired. Fit or fired. Maybe that's a new segment. <laughs> Fit or fired yeah. on the Lombardi line. But no, your point is well taken here. And the contract, I think, is the big hiccup mm -hmm. here for Kyler Murray there. But let's get to the next headline. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, Raider star running back, should wait until the week of the season opener to sign the franchise tag and report to the Raiders, oh, hell yeah, oh, hell no. Hell yes. Hell yes. Do it. Do it. Uh, don't have an epiphany like uh, Saquon did. <laughs> Don't miss them dollars. I forgot that's the word they yeah. used. I had an epiphany. Yeah, Josh, really? Josh, you rode this thing out this long. Go ahead and apply leverage. And, and here's what I mean by that, because a lot of people are saying he doesn't have leverage, Josh uh, Jacobs. He does because there's $10 million accounted for right now on a salary cap. The Raiders only have $3 million. 
Like, but they have to account for 10 million thinking that someday Josh Jacobs is going to show up. They also have a roster spot. Mm. Uh, say you're, you're down to these numbers and you got cut, what, next week? Cuts are next week. Um, and then you have a roster spot. You're like, ooh, wait a minute. We got Josh Jacobs still out there. Uh, when is he coming in? And if he comes in right uh, the, during the week of, of game one preparation, now you have to uh, evolve and adapt and, and make some moves and all this stuff if you're the Raiders. Now, maybe they've accounted for that. Who knows? Um, I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you plan that, especially from a roster spot standpoint. Um, so other teams are going to re- release players that you're going to want if you're the Raiders, and, and you certainly can use. Um, but what do you do with this valuable roster spot with Josh Jacobs? And I, I think if you're Josh Jacobs at this point, all you want is the ability f- to be a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. Like if you remove the, the you put in a clause that you cannot franchise tag me next year, I'm coming in. Um, but if not, I'm coming in when it's going to hurt you guys. And you got to have to make a decision from a roster spot standpoint and certainly a salary cap standpoint once I apply my $10 million. I think this has been Jacob's plan the whole time. Like yeah. Show up the week of the game, sign the tag, play the season out, yeah. and then we'll do this dance once again next year. Hopefully without a franchise tag. Hopefully without a franchise yeah. tag. Jonathan Taylor's also hoping that as well. He's been actually been given a, 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 an imposed deadline on when he can seek a <laughs> trade partner. So I ask you this. Jonathan Taylor will be traded before Tuesday's team-imposed deadline. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell not. Oh, man. For the player, I, I want to say, oh, hell yeah, but unfortunately, I think it's all hell no because, I mean, yeah. it's it, – er, all I got to say is Ursay cut paid Manny. Mm. Um, Jonathan Taylor, good luck with whatever you're trying to do right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. You are not Peyton Manning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good player. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, but Peyton Manning got cut. Um, <laughs> they're going to want something for you, and I don't know what teams are going to give up. Uh, you know, if there's a team desperate enough, maybe they can – uh, give the Colts what they want. But, uh, you know, when you say you can go seek a trade, that's for your agent to go out there and make some phone calls and, and all this stuff. And, um, uh, you know, you know I, it, it's it's just a difficult situation because obviously JT doesn't want to play there knowing that his future from an economic standpoint is, is limited. Um, but, you know, he's got to stay healthy too. He's got to get healthy. And uh, I think he's not going to go out there until he's healthy. So uh, it, it's a situation that I think once he's back on the field for the Colts, he's going to be okay. But in terms of a trade, I I, I want to say all hell no, because I, I it, it's just a difficult, difficult prospect to, to see a guy like that trade right now. This next one, Pritch, I didn't realize was going to make its way onto the rundown mm-hmm. when I tweeted this out yesterday okay. while watching preseason games. But I tweeted this watching the preseason, especially when I was watching the Pittsburgh Steelers. I said, I do find it interesting that established Super Bowl winning head coaches like Tomlin, Carroll, Reed, Harbaugh, and Belichick feel that they need to get their starters serious work in the preseason. Tomlin, of course, we read the quotes about him and why he wanted to get his guys worked in the preseason as well. So I put it to you this way. More NFL teams should give starters significant playing time throughout the NFL preseason. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, these these coaches are all old school coaches. You know, you think about it and and – um, man, to think, and again, the game has changed because of health uh, reasons, and I get that, but to think that at one time, uh, we had six preseason games, right? <laughs> you think about that, you know, there were still Hall of Famers, there was still incredible yeah. football played in the 70s and all that, six preseason games. Yeah, they had like the Tokyo Bowl or whatever, sure. right? I, going I, out to Tokyo. I played in that. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, we had four. You know, sometimes we had five preseason games. And, uh, oh, on top of that, too, we had two-a-days and pads. Wow, to think that that really took place. So, no, iron sharpens iron. Uh, it's not tissue, sharpening tissue, like, like Hackett tried to do. Um, mm. But there is a new way of thinking. You know, there is a CBA out there. There is, you know, rules that you can only have a certain number of contact days uh, because of health and safety, which I'm all for, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can get some work done, if you, you put cleats on a for a living, come on, Femi, uh, you can go out there and, and run 14 plays. Uh, and avoid injury, significant injury if you can. Yeah. You should. You should. Um, so, no, I, I agree with those guys. You know, iron sharpens iron. Get out there and play. Get ready for the season. It's a quote that I've been saying all preseason. Football players have to play football to get ready to play football. That's <laughs> all right, Trent Dilfer. <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's the reality of the preseason. Adam Burke joins us next talking college football week zero. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's the Lombardi line. We're rolling along here on a Friday morning in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here hanging out and joining us now to talk some college football because Pritch week zero kicks off tomorrow. College football snuck up on us, got here before we even know it. And to help us preview college football, he is our VEASAN managing editor, also was in charge 
of the phenomenal VEASAN college football betting guide, which you should have by now, because like I said, week zero is tomorrow. Quit being a slacker, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. He is the one and only Adam Burke joining us here on the Lombardi line. Adam, we appreciate you taking the time this morning. Week zero's coming up, buddy. Let's start with the Mark, the, the marquee game of the week zero slate, and that is Navy and Notre Dame. I'm seeing right now the Fighting Irish 20-and-a-half-point favorites. Total 49. Game's going to be played over in Ireland. How do those conditions factor into the total? What do you make of this game side and total Navy and the Fighting Irish? Well, first, thanks for dropping that managing editor title. I think you're the first host who's done that for me so far. So Hey, Elliot put it on the rundown, so right. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if you paid him off before we got this thing going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows the Venmo is good. He got it this morning. <laughs> yeah. um, look, I think this Navy-Notre Dame game is actually really fascinating, and, and I don't have a bet on side or total here in this one, but basically everything about college football this season is in play. The transfer portal with Sam Hartman, now the starting quarterback at Notre Dame, the coaching carousel. This will be the first game for Navy without Ken Niamatololo really on the sideline since 2001. He was the head coach for 15 years, offensive coordinator for five years before that. So... You see the coaching turnover. You see the transfer portal. You're also going to see the two prominent rule changes in college football this mm. year, which is the clock doesn't stop after a first down and the cut block rules are different. So you have to cut block inside the tackle box. You can't do it on the outside. So these service academy teams going to more of a spread option than the traditional triple option that they've run. So this game kind of has a little bit of everything in it, including the fact that I think it's a difficult handicap. You know, when you play Navy, the game has a limited number of possessions and you have a limited number of plays. So that makes it a little bit more difficult for Notre Dame to go out there and win this game by margin. And I also think if you're the fighting Irish, you want to get Sam Hartman as many throws as possible in this game to get him acclimated with his new offense. So there are 25 different storylines in this game, all leading me to stay away from it, mm. including, as you mentioned, a game in Ireland and the fact that it's supposed to be wet and rainy, which is not a big surprise. Yeah, Adam, great points. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, too, I mean, uh, you know, from a service academy standpoint, too, the rate, weight restrictions re relax a little bit because you got a little bit more time to get underweight now. And so you're seeing a different athlete uh, at these service academies. And uh, the first game of the year is always that big unknown, I think, and certainly gone through it as a player. And it's like what you just mentioned about Notre Dame, did they try to use this as a preseason game, right? Hey, we're going to win. And then, okay, that comes, you know, the, the spread comes in and play here, uh, depending on how the Irish will treat uh, this football game. I agree with you. Staying away might be the play uh, in this game. Yeah, and of course, I mean, they play Tennessee State in week two, so mm -hmm. they're going to have a legitimate preseason game when they get back stateside mm -hmm. after a full week of practice. But still, you know, and that's a great point you make about Navy kind of relaxing some of the weight restrictions. Also, service academies can't use the transfer portal yeah. for obvious reasons. So, you know, what you see with that roster is kind of what you get year in and year out. So that's another thing to really keep in mind about this game. And look for Notre Dame. I mean, if you're going to face the option, now is the time to do it because you've had all summer to prep for it as opposed to doing it in the span of, you know, four or five days on game week. So there's also that in the equation. I really can't argue with anybody taking either side of this game mm. or either side of the total because I think you can justify any one of those positions. Yeah, to me, it almost sounds like a live betting game. I know that's kind of a cop-out sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm going to wait to live wager, but, I mean, maybe this, with all these storylines, like how could you actually get a firm grasp 
of, of, of a pre-flop handicap here with this game, Navy and Notre Dame. We're speaking with Adam Burke, VEASAN managing editor, also in charge of the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide, which you should have by now. Let's talk about the 5 o'clock game on the West Coast, 8 o'clock Eastern. That's USC hosting San Jose State. Trojans 30.5-point favorites. The return of the Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. Is this the year that USC can finally get into that college football playoff, or do we see a little bit of a regression after perhaps some turnover luck a season ago? Yeah, I'll be really interested to see what happens with this team. And I, I, Caleb Williams is a guy I don't have to worry about. I know he's going to go out there and be an elite player and maybe be the best player in college football, as the Heisman Trophy odds suggest. I am really interested, though, to see what USC's defense looks like in this game. While San Jose State is not a Pac-12 team, and the Pac-12, by the way, this year is pretty darn good, mm -hmm. San Jose State has a very experienced quarterback in Chevin Cordero. Brent Brennan is obviously a smart offensive mind. This is not some, you know, Pat, some patsy that you can run over in week zero here if you're the USC defense. We need to see actual improvement from that unit. I don't know if we will. If we do, even though it is San Jose State, it will change my opinion a little bit of the Trojans going forward. But just as a side story, and, and I write a situational betting spots piece every week over vsin.com, these little brother versus big brother games fascinate me. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is effectively San Jose State's Super Bowl. You know, if they play in the Mountain West title game, that will become their Super Bowl. They're not expected to do that. So this is arguably the biggest game of the year for the Spartans. California kids being able to play against the big school that probably didn't recruit them. I always love kind of seeing these games because you know you're getting max effort from the underdog, but sometimes the favorite is just that much better. So the USC defense is in the spotlight for me, but I think San Jose State will be as fired up as humanly possible for this one. And I don't know if the Trojans can match that intensity. You know, Adam, is there a chance in this next game, Ohio, SDSU, San Diego State uh, University, uh, in terms of laying a, an attractive number with a favorite, a home favorite here, um, Brady Hoke comes back to SDSU and just a caliber of athlete I, I know about that's around San Diego in that area, and also the Mountain West from a transfer portal standpoint. Uh, I'm just curious, is there an opportunity here uh, getting a, a, an attractive uh, number uh, under a key number with SDSU? Yeah, I think this is a tricky one, too. I mean, I have San Diego State a half-point favorite in my power ratings, mm -hmm. so this one has moved down towards my number a little bit. We've seen a little bit of buyback on the Aztec side. I think the biggest question about this game is how healthy and how agile Curtis Rourke is, the quarterback for Ohio. Yeah. Coming off of a major injury at the end of last year, he's a true dual-threat player that has to have his legs. Otherwise, if you can kind of make him play left-handed, so to speak, and be one-dimensional, that plays right into what San Diego State would want him to do. So I don't know. I mean, it's obviously an interesting spot. Ohio playing way out west for the first time since 2015, at least in terms of the regular season. They did play the Arizona Bowl last year against Wyoming. But I think it's a tough game because I think San Diego State is probably the better team, but Ohio has the best player on the field in Curtis Rourke. So at two and a half, I could see why people would be interested in San Diego State, but I can also see why this line came through the key number of three. Adam, you do have a bet in the FIU-Louisiana Tech game. Right now, I'm looking at the consensus number. La Tech, 11 and a half point favorites, total 58. What do you like in that one? Yeah, real barn burner here. The, the game of the week for everybody, <laughs> I'm sure. Highest uh, handle, I think, is what I heard earlier. Oh, I'm sure. We, you know, I talked about this one with Tim Murray on the college football podcast, and I was like, what do you think this game got like five bets over the summer, like five <laughs> bets total? Um, this line has moved up throughout the week, though, and it's moving toward my number. I have Louisiana Tech a 16 and a half point favorite in this game. 
So it was the biggest overlay that I had in week one. And I do need a little bit bigger of an overlay week zero. I do need a bigger overlay in week zero just because, as Pritch mentioned, a lot of fact-finding missions going on this week. Mm. Trying to learn a lot about these teams. But this one is gradually moving towards my number, and I think Louisiana Tech will be a lot better this year. I think Sonny Cumbie has a chance to be a really good head coach. He's a disciple of the air raid offense, and now he's got Hank Bachmeyer in there at quarterback, the Boise State transfer, who was a top 15 quarterback in his class and a guy that's a very experienced starter. I think Louisiana Tech's defense should be better almost by default this year, but also you know use of the transfer portal and all that. I think FIU is just not very good. Grayson James is a baller, but other than that, not a whole lot around him. I think Cumbie and, and Louisiana Tech are going to surprise some people this year. So I got the 10, 10 and a half earlier in the week. Now that it's up to 11 and a half, 12, we're kind of reaching a point where the value has been extracted. I wouldn't mm-hmm. play it at 13 or higher, but I think, you know, 11 and a half, 12 is still a good grab on the Bulldogs. Yeah, where we're sitting right here at Circa, they've gone to 13, but there's still a lot of 12s and 11 and a halves. As always, the pro tip across <laughs> every show at VEASAN, shop around. Uh, we have 20 seconds left, Adam. Anything week one that you're already eyeing to give folks a little bit of an appetizer? No, unfortunately, it's still baseball season, so I still have to be keeping up with that and kind of take college football week by week. But one thing I want to mention here at the tail end, we're releasing an updated add-on to our NFL betting guide coming up this Thursday with some stuff on each of the teams throughout the preseason, what Lombardi's seen and heard with the 32 teams, some contest strategies, a lot of good stuff coming in that quick little add-on and a best bet from everybody on air coming out Thursday at vcin.com for pro subscribers. There we go. Right. He is Adam Burke, our VEASAN managing editor. Also did a terrific job on our VEASAN college football betting guide, breaking down college football week zero as well. Adam, thanks for the time, man. We'll talk soon. Take care, boys. All right. Some news and notes from around the NFL on the other side of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VEASAN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL guide is due out later this month and will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits and football contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and receive your copy of the guide or take advantage of of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. We are presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Bebefe. Thank you to Adam Burke, VEASAN Managing Editor. Also helped put together all of these guys that we're talking about, the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide, the NFL Betting Guide, and also this upcoming NFL Betting Guide, which we encourage everyone to check out later on this week or next week, I should say. Uh, thank you to Adam for joining us talking some college football week zero. Uh, speaking of Adam's pick, he likes Louisiana Tech laying. So he he bet minus 11. Mm-hmm. Right now, I believe it's 11 and a half, the consensus number. But over at the South Point, they just moved to 13. And Adam said he likes it up to 12 and a half. He said that he would still bet 11 and a half, 12, 12 and a half, but at 13, it's a little bit too rich. So uh, go ahead and shop around. There's some 12 still out there. There's an 11 and a half I'm seeing out there here in Las Vegas and other places as well. So as always, if you want to go ahead and tell Adam or tell any of our people, check it out at vcin.com slash picks. You can find out all of our vcin experts and what they like in college football week zero. But Pritch, let's talk NFL, Mm -hmm. in particular the position that you used to play, wide receiver, because this week, we've seen a number 
of wide receiver injuries, the biggest one being yesterday as it pertains to week one availability, and that's Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. Reports are that Judy was carted off after suffering what they're calling a moderate hamstring injury, (laughs) but they say the diagnosis and the the rehab is going to be several weeks, which has put his week one status now in doubt. Denver Broncos hosting the Las Vegas Raiders two weeks from Sunday. Uh, Right now, the line, Denver four-point favorites is the consensus here. Judy's absence, what does that do for this Denver Broncos offense that's already down a number of wide receivers? Tim Patrick already got hurt out for the season, and also K.J. Hamler dealing with his health issue as well. Like, if Judy doesn't play, right now it's just Cortland Sutton and friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the big impact to me was Tim Patrick, though. I mean, Tim Patrick gave this Broncos offense another dimension uh, and something different, even with Sean Payton uh, as a coordinator bringing in his system. Um, but Jerry Judy getting hurt, uh, and I think this is significant because hamstring, mm-hmm. you're not going to mess around with a hamstring. Uh, because if you go back out there too soon and you do more damage to it now, several weeks turn in, turns into half a season, right? Uh, so you're going to make sure that that thing is completely healed before Jerry Judy comes out there, gets back out there. That could be four to six weeks uh, if you're talking about hamstrings and, and, and uh, partial tears and stuff like that. So uh, it's no different than Joe Burrow with the calf. They they have the time time was on their side in Cincinnati. The thing what I'm looking at with Jerry Judy and the Broncos and Sean Payton is does their offense change without Jerry Judy or does it stay the same? Mm-hmm. Like do they have capable players that can still run and do things that Jerry Judy can do, or is he impactful enough to where okay Sean Payton's got to go I don't know two tight ends, uh, uh you know uh. Different formations, different personnel, and then therefore you're just different offensively. I don't know if that's the case. They got a rookie stepping in, and certainly uh, they want to be three wide receivers out there. They got some uh, veteran players, uh, Callaway, for instance. Yep, signing from the Saints. Yeah, who's been in the system. So to me, with Callaway there, and I know you're going to miss Judy and the production that Judy can give you, but the nuances and the fact that Callaway knows the offense with Cortland Sutton, and then you got a rookie out there as a wide receiver. It seems to me that Denver can still run everything they've been working on all preseason. So it's it's impactful only because you would love to have the upside of Jerry Judy out there, mm-hmm. but it's not going to compromise Sean Payton at all and what they want to do offensively, though. And where I think it's really impactful is that towards the end of last season, it felt like Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy started to form like a chemistry mm-hmm. and form a bond, and like where Judy was sort of his safety blanket right. there. Now him being taken off the field, Russell Wilson's going to have to go elsewhere. Their receiver depth chart without Judy, it's Cortland Sutton, it's mm-hmm. Marvin Mims, who they traded up in the draft to get, Brandon Johnson, and Marquez Callaway, who they signed from the New Orleans Saints, familiarity with mm-hmm. Sean Payton's system, and then Kendall Hilt- Hinton, the once upon a time starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos yeah. in, that, in that one game that we all chose to forget back in the COVID season. Uh, but I, I just think, and because I, I actually acted on this Judy news, okay. I, I went ahead and took some Raiders plus four yeah. and a half, because I think the number's a little steep here. I thought it was a little steep before the Judy injury, but now with the Judy injury, these division games, I think that we just oftentimes forget that they're played so much closer than we actually think, especially early in the season. And I know that there's not the same familiarity because Sean Payton's coming in with a new offense and all that stuff, but people know what Sean Payton likes to run. Like This isn't the first-time head coach. He's been a coach for a number of years. And I think that just like the rivalries, the familiarity that you have – and also the fact that, I mean, like, 
Vegas is used to going up to Denver. Like, mm-hmm. while there should be uh, an advantage due to early season altitude because the teams don't necessarily have their legs underneath them, I think the Raiders are at least one of the better teams that's equipped to handle that since they go up to Denver every single year. And I also think that when you bet into the week one markets, a lot of these markets are shaped off of perception. And if there's any value with this game, how is it not on the Raiders' side? Because if anything, all offseason we've heard about Sean Payton is so much better than Nathaniel Hackett. Like, Denver's going to be better because of Sean Payton. And on the flip side, Raiders are awful. Win total under, win total under, to where now we have this spread of four and a half. If there's any value, I feel like we're wrong on the Raiders being bad, unless maybe the Raiders are the worst team in the league. Maybe that's the case. But I think that we're more wrong on the Raiders' side than we are on the Denver side. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so getting back to my point about um, – Will Sean Payton be able to still run what he wants to run and what they worked on all offseason? Yeah. Uh, and so, okay, how are the Raiders going to deal with that, too? And, uh, you, you know, Chandler Jones, for whatever reason, hasn't practiced that much. Uh, which, okay, Tyree Wilson just now getting back onto the practice field. What is the Raiders' defense going to be like? I think that's the big mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if Josh Jacobs doesn't get into camp, I mean, I get it. You drafted with White from Georgia, right, but yeah. he's no Josh Jacobs. Uh, and, and so... There, there is the unknown right there. Um, uh, and getting up to altitude, you can get in shape as much as you want. That first quarter, you're going to be yeah. gassed, though. That's true. Uh, especially the first game of the year. Um, because you got to get acclimated. you got to get used to that stuff. So, um, uh, you know, the Raiders have got some run in them. We'll see what they do against Dallas uh, as far as their starters. But the Judy injury does not impact it enough for me. Mm. Um, I, you know, that number is not attractive, though, to lay it. Um, that's yeah. for sure. So if anything I'm looking at would be the Raiders side, just about, just based on uh, a betting perspective uh, and the number that we see on the screen right now. Yeah. To, to me, like this entire offseason, it's been Raiders or pass. And mm-hmm. yesterday, I went ahead and bet Raiders. Yeah. So Raiders plus four and a half is now officially a bet for me in this game. But Judy's not the only wide receiver that has the injury situation going on. Terry McLaurin of the mm-hmm. Washington Commanders, who got hurt in their Monday night win over the Baltimore Ravens, snapping that 24-game win streak. McLaurin now has a turf toe injury. And it doesn't sound like it's the worst version of turf toe, but anytime I hear turf toe, especially for a skill position guy, I think, uh oh, this could be bad. Like, I always think back to Deion Sanders when oh, he had yeah. turf toe in the late 90s and then, like, how it kind of plagued him the rest of his career there. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to Terry McLaurin, but it's something that I think should be treated as, all right, let's be careful with this, which maybe that holds him out of this week one game when they take on the Arizona Cardinals. Right now, the commander's seven point favorites. The total is at 38 and a half. It's such a low total. <laughs> we don't know who's going to start for the, the Cardinals as of right now. But on the commander side of things, they have a deep wide receiver mm-hmm. room, but McLaurin is their best guy, and yeah. he's one of the best in the league. Yeah, but does it infa- affect how, though? That, will it affect uh, the ability for Eric Bieniemy to call what he wants to call? Uh, McLaurin, he, he's a playmaker. He really is. Now, a turf toe is a sprained ligament. I mean, it's, it's significant enough to where you got to let that thing heal or get to the heel or protect it. Uh, yeah. Much like you would do with a sprained knee or whatever you can do, wrapping. Um, you know, a lot of people put that steel plate in a, in a shoe to help it stay s- structured and secure. Um, but it's painful. You know, you might get an injection and stuff, but uh, depending on the severity of it. I mean, McLaurin is such a dynamic player. He's in my top 20, obviously, uh, high in my top 20. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's going to compromise what they want to do offensively. And, and Arizona. I've said this before. They are they're just a horrible franchise. It's a horrible franchise and yeah. uh, no momentum at all for that football team. So, I mean, it's a tough number to lay again uh, without a key player. Um, 
but as far as the injury, I mean, I, I think McLaurin is going to be available, like uh, if he needs to be. But uh, maybe if you can get some extra time and some extra rest there, get him back for for that following game of week two. I think this game is just a pass for me. <laughs> like, like you said, like Arizona is just a horrible mm. organization. They're probably going to play hard and all that stuff, but yeah. I don't want to take plus seven when I don't even know who the quarterback is, and I don't want to lay seven either yeah. because we've only seen one start of Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic that he can be good this season, but it's only been one start, and I don't want to lay seven with a guy who I've only seen play one time in the National Football yeah. League. So the McLaurin injury, definitely monitor that over the next couple of weeks. Also, Jackson Smith and Jigba underwent surgery on his wrist, the Seahawks uh, rookie wide receiver. Uh, sounds like he's expected to miss three to four weeks. I doubt he plays week one, but he's a rookie. He's not really impactful to the points. Yeah, and then also Seattle's still going to run what they want to run. Yeah, yeah, even with that in. Which is the key thing. Does it change what they want to do offensively? It doesn't in the most cases here. All right, we'll wrap up the show on the other side. It's the Lombardi Live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Use a BetMGM bonus bet to place your next wager on any game in any sport. To receive your bonus bet, simply log into your BetMGM account today to bet on any game of your choice. Then add any type of bet on any game to your bet slip and activate your bonus bet. There is no deposit or additional wager required. 72 hours to log in to claim and to use the bonus bet after you log in. This bonus bet is on the house. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Promotion may differ per customer. 21 plus to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in most states. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line. We are presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard. Fun show over these couple of hours. We thank our two guests, Dieter Kurtenbach. Bay Area News Group, 49ers Beat Reporter. Then, of course, we thank Adam Burke, our VEASAN Managing Editor, was in charge of our college football betting guide, also the NFL betting guide, and the NFL updated betting guide, which is coming out next Thursday. Make sure you check that out over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Before we continue further, Pritch, 
Let's give out our pro tip for the day. Check out all our pro tips at vcin.com slash tips. And this one comes from our discussion in the last segment about these injuries. And when analyzing the impact of injuries in the NFL, you have to consider what the absence means to the team and their offensive or defensive scheme. Because if it doesn't really change their scheme, maybe you don't overreact too much and trying to rush the bet a team or bet against a team that has an injured key player. Right, and also the depth of a football team, too. I mean, we, we hear uh, so much about uh, power rankings or um, even Billy Walters and the fact that how he handicaps and, and certain putting a value on every single player. We've heard that clip uh, throughout the network and certainly cannot wait to dive into that book. Um, but the value of a player is so important to what we did as, as a former player and, and as a team and as what we're trying to do offensively mm -hmm. or defensively. Uh, and that's why the quarterback means so much. Like if you lose your starting quarterback, okay, you're going to lose one, the ability of that, but then also the preparation of that. But then what can a backup quarterback do? Right. A lot of times backup quarterbacks are limited unless you have a backup quarterback that's more than capable. And then now you don't lose a stride. Right. And th those teams, you can identify that. We identified that last year. Uh, San Francisco identified that, right? Uh, as long as you had that strong roster. But I, I think when you think about injuries, when do they occur? How, how long is that injury? Is it going to compromise the execution of the offense or the defense, that particular unit? If it doesn't, uh, and if they have somebody more incapable, then you're not going to lose anything, right? And uh, I think preparation will be the same too. Now, if there's an impactful injury right before a game, okay, that's obviously going to compromise your scheme, your game plan, and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so understanding that, I, I think, will help you understand injury situations uh, more so than than the hype of the player, right? Uh, so uh, that that's a great pro tip, I believe, uh, as you navigate throughout the season. Yeah, you can check out all of our pro tips over at vcin.com slash tips. We do one every single show to help you become a better better. All right, Pritch, we got seven minutes left. Let's get mm -hmm. to tonight's preseason slate. Three games on the card, all of them national TV, so we'll be able to see these games in action. Michael always makes fun of me for watching four games at the same time. <laughs> well, I'll get to watch two at the same time, starting at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. The first one in Charlotte, Carolina Panthers hosting the Detroit Lions. Right now, the Panthers four-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 37. Detroit is not expected to play their starters. Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater will get the start. Uh, but no starters will be playing for the Detroit Lions. For Carolina, we expect to see their starters because I think they want to get something positive going in this preseason. I'm obviously excited to see Bryce Young, but I'm mainly focusing on that offensive line because they look like they've been getting their tails kicked right. in both preseason games. Well, setting the tone. I mean, that that certainly uh, puts yourself in that locker room if you're looking to bet this game. Uh, who needs to set the tone? I mean, the Lions, they've already set a tone. They already know what they want to do. They already know what they want to accomplish. They're probably already working on Kansas City. Yeah. Right? It's less than two uh, weeks away. Yeah. So if you're Carolina, you have not established a tone. Frank Wright has not established anything, uh, certainly offensively. And then defensively, uh, just a different attitude, just a different feel for that team. So uh, I understand the, the spread. I understand why, uh, you know, you look at the numbers, find a four, four and a half for Carolina. But Carolina – from the starters on down, they have to establish and set a tone as well as evaluate players because we do have cuts mm -hmm. uh, coming up next week. So from a competitive standpoint, Carolina has everything that they need uh, in, in order to, from an incentive standpoint to go out there and put together a solid 60 minutes. Yeah, I'm curious to see how long the Panthers starters will play in tonight's game. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to start the game, but right. it, it can always be – maybe it's two series, and they get in there, they get some good work. If anything, 
I would maybe look to bet the under 37 since mm-hmm. we're not going to see Detroit starters. Carolina's had their struggles with that offensive line. Maybe this is a little bit lower scoring than the market thinks right now. It's been sitting at 37. It mm-hmm. opened at 37, so there's been no real opinion that's been registered into that total. The next game, Patriots-Titans. ESPN's Mike Reese, who covers the New England Patriots, says that he would not expect Mac Jones to play in this game because of Mac Jones kind of getting beat up a little bit in week two of the preseason against the Green Bay Packers. Right. Uh, but maybe we'll see Ezekiel Elliott's debut as a New England Patriot. They're taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, T- Ryan Tannehill is expected to play maybe a little bit. Then they'll turn the keys over to Malik Willis. No Will Levis in this game, so keep that in mind for the Titans. But the Titans are getting bet as we speak. They opened one-and-a-half-point dogs. They're now one-point favorites, and I'm seeing even a two over at DraftKings. The total yeah. is 38. Makes a ton of sense right there. I mean, from a pick'em situation now, you're looking at minus two there for uh, the Titans, setting the tone, establishing a tone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can change pieces. You can change things, but they stay the same in New England. Uh, and I know Michael Lombardi is high on the Patriots, mm-hmm. but they have offensive line problems. Yeah. They got a new offense coordinator. They have not set a tone, in my opinion, in terms of uh, settling in and establishing that, what they want to do and, and, and feeling good and confident about that. Uh, now, they still have some time, but until that offensive line gets uh, uh, together and becomes a unit, uh, I think they're going to continue to have some issues. And, and we know, uh, even though there's been some good things said about Mac Jones and his maturity here, he has no poise. He has mm-hmm. didn't demonstrate that at all last year. And so if he's up against it early, is he going to react to things like he did last year or is he going to be calmed down and more poised? I'm curious to see that. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, therefore, I'm reluctant, reluctant to see some improvement from New England. Now, defensively, New England's going to be all that and a bag yeah. of chips. Um, so low scoring, what's the total, 38 and a half? 38 and a half in some places, but consensus yeah. 38. I mean, setting a tone and establishing a tone, New England's done that defensively mm-hmm. already. If anything, it would be Tennessee money line. Maybe mm, maybe you can mm. get a cheap money line price on the Titans. I'm seeing the best one is actually over at the South Point minus one fifteen Titans on the money line. If you want to go ahead and bet that, that's kind of how I would look to play this because I think the Titans win the game just because I like Malik Willis and what he provides as a backup quarterback in a preseason setting. Yeah. Last game will be the nightcap on the West Coast in the Bay Area. 49ers hosting the Chargers. Niners seven and a half point favorites. <laughs> We're expecting to see the Niners starters for a little bit in this game. Uh, Trey Lance is expected to play in this game. We'll see if that comes to fruition. Chargers, they could not care less about the preseason. <laughs> That's why they're catching seven and a half totals 38. Yeah, yeah, not not even given uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say right there. But, um, <laughs> Don't me after the show. <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. Um, yeah, but it, this is a unique situation for San Francisco. Now, I don't like the number now, seven and a half or so on the screen, but you got Sam Darnold needs to get ready for the season. Because mm-hmm. you never know how that throwing show, uh, elbow is going to be for Purdy. Uh, what, if, what if he gets hit on it again? Right? I mean, what if somebody's closing in on him? And what is, does he cringe? I mean, there's so many factors there. And, you know, certainly, does he evolve his game? We don't know that. Darnold's got to get ready. Now, Trey Lance, you need to understand that for you to be a starting quarterback in this league, you need to play very, very well tonight with any opportunity. Because what you need to do is establish some type of intrigue from another team out there that might take a shot on you cheaply, uh, right, from a starting quarterback standpoint. Or you're going to go the Jameis Winston uh, 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 route, Jameis Winston. Um, are you going to go, you know, you're not going to be 
Josh Rosen out the league. You're going to be uh, Baker Mayfield. You're going to be on your fourth team or whatever the case may be. You need to show out, I think, to just have intrigue. So I think Kyle will give him that opportunity too. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about injury because, you, look, you already have the contingency. Um, this is all about Trey Lance trying to audition for the next situation up his dollar. Yeah. Um, and, and then certainly help out San Francisco uh, and upping the ability to trade that player as well. And that showcase and audition may be why we're seeing the total get bet up to 38, opened at 36 and a half. Uh, we have 30 seconds left here, Pritch. Mm-hmm. I told folks in the first hour that I would give out my 18 oh, yeah. division parlay. For those of you who stuck around with us in the entire show, this is the dessert right here. So, Pritch, this bet is a $20 bet, uh-huh. pays $212,398.56. Okay. We're going to go to Sizzler. If we... <laughs> We're going to Sizzler. <laughs> we, we get this thing. Here are the eight teams. Jets to win the AFC East. Panthers to win the NFC South. Chiefs to win the AFC West. Steelers to win the AFC North. Jags to win the AFC South. Cowboys to win the NFC East. Packers to win the NFC North. Seahawks to win the NFC West. We're going to Sizzler if that baby cashes this year. That does it for us here on the Lombardi line. For Mike Pritchard, for our producer Elliot Bowman, the entire crew behind the glass, I'm Femi Bebeface saying good luck with all the bets. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. VEASAN best bets coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.